From the Thai Cats Audio Network, this is Thai Cats Today with Braden Neville. On today's episode, Coach Sal joins the show to break down the Thai Cats' loss to the Argos over the weekend. Coach O speaks about the Thai Cats' performance. Keandre Smith discusses having his career best performance, and Taylor Powell talks about learning from the loss. It's Monday, September 25th, 2023, and you're listening to Thai Cats today. A tough game Saturday night for the Cats, suffering a disappointing loss to the Argos 29-14 in the final meeting of the season between these two teams, and unfortunately being swept in the season series for the first time since 2007. And this game really told us what we already know, and that's that this Argos team is really really good. The Ticats went down early and were facing an uphill battle most of the game and the Cats now sit at 6-8 and eight with the loss and with the Alouettes win that put them to 7-7 seven and seven as well, holding the tiebreaker over the Ticats. Going to be difficult for the Ticats to host a playoff game in these playoffs not impossible. It could still happen, but certainly won't be easy and they'll be needing some help from teams around the league and of course they will need to win as many of these final games as possible starting with the stamps this saturday cocho spoke about the disappointing loss following the game the mistakes we did we just kind of relapsed with the penalties and three phases uh just weren't good enough tonight against a great team well you, you just point out you know the things that he's done well and you know there's throws that he would take back uh he didn't see the field, you know, probably the way he wanted to tonight, but, you know, he gained experience. And so I think that's what we take from it. Yeah, every time we take the field, uh, it's it's to win the football game, but we got to do things to help ourselves. And we did some great things tonight. You know, let's like we did. We really did do some great things, but it was sporadic. We got to string it together consistently. We got to play a little bit better situational football. You know, we had a chance to spark it, brought it to a two-point game, and took the penalty in the return game. It's just um, if you if you take those type of things, it's it's really going to set you back. Uh, you know what? I feel like we, we're past that as a football team. I think early in the year it really would have affected us. Uh, it sure didn't help momentum, but for the most part, uh, I felt the demeanor um, was, was pretty solid. Uh, I do. I think I think there's a lot of resolve, a lot of resilience. I feel like we made some some key plays. Um, I, I just, you know, the effort is there. It's the execution. That's what it's about, and we got to do it consistently. When you play a when you play a team like that, uh, they, they usually they've proven time and time again they're going to make you pay. So, you know, credit them. Um, but, you know, I'm still proud of our guys, and we got a lot of football ahead of us. That was Coach O. There were a couple of bright spots in the game on Saturday. First being a major milestone for Simone Lawrence, who was able to pick up three tackles in the game, moving him to 10th all-time on the all-time tackles list, passing Kevin Iben, who is the linebackers coach for the Argos. And getting to this milestone really shows the type of career Simone has had and the impact he's had on the league, on the city of Hamilton, and on this Hamilton Tiger Cats franchise. So congrats to him. Keandre Smith also had a career night, picking up performer of the night with 156 yards on nine receptions in his hometown. A very special night for him. And he also got to do it on a night where his dad was honored before the game for what he did for the Argos during his time in the league. Ultimately, it didn't end up being enough for a win, but he spoke about having the night he did following the game. Um, Absolutely. One thing that matters here is the W. If we don't get that, not all the personal stuff doesn't really matter. Um, I think it's just consistency with the rest we get week in, week out, right? Trying to build trust throughout the week in practice, running plays, and getting them right. So when you have a good practice week, sometimes the ball confines you, sometimes it doesn't. It's all about executing. I'm happy that he got his, I'm happy they got honored out in front of us. And then uh, 
after that, it was kind of just refocus, no longer paying attention to that, focus on the game, the game ahead of us. Honestly, it's just a next game mentality. As soon as the fourth quarter ended here, it was on to the next week. We can't blow on the pass. We can, all we can do is review it, fix the changes, and then move forward. Um, I don't think Keaton Taylor's confidence is on us, but we do whatever we can. He's a man with a very high IQ, very smart with the game, and so he keeps his confidence up himself by playing well in his preparation. Uh, we learned that we can't take penalties and that we have to execute our plays when we get the chance and make our plays when we have the opportunity. That was Keandre Smith. Taylor Powell also spoke following the loss and discussed the challenges of having that slow start against the CFL's top team. Um, coming off a big win, you know, we thought we had momentum. Uh, you can't really start slow versus a good team like that. And uh, I got to be better at taking care of the ball and uh, learn from it and move on to next week. I mean, they're, they're great, man. They're uh, great up front, great in the back end. Uh, makes, they make things hard for sure. Yeah, we're just going to take it 1-0, you know, on to Calgary, to be honest with you. I'm already thinking about Calgary next week and excited to play them and uh, you know, get this bad taste out of our mouth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they presented a good amount of problems. Uh, they're really good up front, sound in the secondary, and their linebackers fly around. And, but I also think that you know we gave them a bunch of stuff and starts with me, and I got to be better. My confidence will never waver, man. I think that'll. I'm the same guy after the last four weeks that I am today. You know, it's just going to be. I'm going to show up to work, be the same guy, and uh, I'm excited to get back to work. Yeah, just just trying to learn from each rep, each play, and. Um, you know, just get better from the things that you did well and learn from the things you did bad and just don't repeat mistakes. That was Taylor Powell. It's time to bring on our guest, Coach Sal. Coach, a tough loss for the Ticats, falling 29-14 to to the Argos Saturday night. I think we really just saw how good this Toronto team is, but what are your initial thoughts on the game? Well, I agree with you that uh, Toronto is a very good football team, no question about it. But, you know, uh, Braden, in the pregame uh, with Bubba and, and Mike Daly, we talked about a blueprint for success. And uh, on offense, we talked about a balanced attack. Well, Powell passed 42 times, <laughs> and Butler ran only 13 times. Yes. We talked about limiting turnovers. We had two interceptions. One went for six points. So, you know, I don't know that we did well on the offensive side. On defense, we said we need to stop the run, and McMahon uh, ran 12 times for only 43 yards. Uh, so they accomplished that. We wanted to stop or limit the big plays. Uh, Brissett got a 70-yard TD uh, <laughs> against us. Uh, we wanted some takeaways. Thurman and Elliott provided uh, interceptions, uh, so they did uh, you know their part. On special teams, we talked about cover well. Well, Leak, who's a great return guy on his punt returns, had a 4.2 average. Yeah. So that that's well done. The the specials also got a fumble recovery, uh, and that resulted in three points for the offense. Uh, we said don't take any penalties. Well, McAllister's great run and great return was nullified with a holding penalty. So, you know, uh, our blueprint kind of blew up. Uh, <laughs> Let's start off with Taylor Powell and, and his performance. He throws the ball 42 times, which is which is a crazy number. He has 334 yards, that touchdown, and, of course, the two picks, like you mentioned. What did you think overall of his game? You know, uh, his game is uh, so much of it depends upon what happens up in front. Yeah. And I really think the offensive line lost the line of scrimmage. 
I don't think they provided him uh, with enough protection uh, throughout the ball game. Now, there was only two sacks, but there were so many hurries yes. uh, that, that Powell never really got in a comfort zone. Uh, production on first down was limited to five yards or less. And and when you're in that situation, you're not going to convert too many. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, we also had three procedure calls against the offensive line. Uh, we had missed communication up front, which allowed players to come free, which should never have been coming free. And that's not on the quarterback. That's not on Powell. That, that He doesn't know that that guy's not going to be blocked. He expects him to be blocked. So to give Powell a, a, a credit uh, for the game, I, I think, He's got to he's got to progress. Yeah, and, and really, uh, you have to learn lessons from a tough loss like this, or you're never going to progress. With Matthew Schiltz healthy, do you want to see possibly him go into this game uh, against Calgary, or are we sticking with Powell? You know, I, I think you got to stick with Powell. I, I think you brought him along to this point. Yes, he had a step back in this last ball game. But let's give Toronto credit. That's a yep. that's a great defensive group that they have over there, and it made it very tough on them. So you know, I won't. I you know, I don't want to uh, start switching quarterbacks. We got Mitchell uh, throwing the ball now in practice, et cetera. So it, it's going to come down to a decision somewhere along the line. But I don't think it should be uh, Schultz right now. And you mentioned James Butler and, and the limited amount of touches he had. Do you think that really attributes to them going down as much as they did so quick in the beginning of the game? Not necessarily. You know, uh, again, though, it's a matter of if you run uh, the ball and you only get three yards, four yards, maybe five yards, you're still in a tough position to get your uh, conversion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you've got to be able to mix it up on, on first down and, and get into, as Toronto was, Toronto would average 7.5 yards on first down. Yep. That meant they were always in second down and short. So they had the option of run or pass. And that really puts your defense in a bind. But uh, Butler contributed. I, I mean, he he did his part. He got 32 yards there, and he got three passes for 20. And, I mean, it was tough sledding uh, yes. against that defense. But he he hung in there and did his part. What would you like to see change on that offense heading into this Calgary game? Well, I think, you know, uh, let's give a little bit of credit to uh, Keandre Smith. Yes, He had a game. great game as a receiver. Uh, but White only got two passes in the ballgame, uh, two uh, completions in the ballgame. The guy that, that I think you're missing out on uh, on offense is McAllister. Mm-hmm. McAllister in that ballgame – had two catches for 53 yards. One was a screen pass. The other was a good throw by by Powell where he put White on one side, McAllister on the other. Yep. And he looked that free safety off and gave McAllister a chance to catch it. Get McAllister more involved in this ballgame. I, I, however you have to do it. He's a great breakaway guy, and he balances the offense from receiver's perspective uh, between White on one side and McAllister on the other. I, I agree. And, and you see how explosive McAllister is, especially as a kick return guy. And I'm sure that can correlate to that receiving core. We've seen him make some big plays throughout this season. I, I don't want to skip past Keandre and, and the game he had because it was excellent. Do you feel like this is the best game you've seen him play in his career so far as a tie cat? No question. No yeah. question about it. I mean, he was fired up to play 
course, his dad played for both Toronto and Hamilton. So, you know, he wanted to make uh, the best of his opportunities. But uh, he caught the tough passes and he turned them into uh, first downs and he covered the ball. He, he hang on to the ball after all the hits and whatnot that he took. Uh, a great game for him. I hope he continues in that vein. I'm going to switch to that defense now. And the first thing I want to talk about is Simone Lawrence. He breaks into that top 10 all time. He's now alone at number 10 on the list in tackles and CFL history. What can you say about the career he's had and being able to get to this big milestone? Well, number one, thank you to Edmonton for giving him up. <laughs> yeah. The Ticats to have him. He's had such a great run. And, and you know, he's a senior uh, member of this ball club. He's a leader of this ball club, and, and you got to love the way he plays the game. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody talks about the fact that it, he, he's a motor mouth on the field. Yes, he talks a great deal on the field, but he backs it up, and, and that's what I like about him. And I think, uh, you know, he's very respectful of the game. He understands mm-hmm. the game. I know uh, Chad uh, Kelly wasn't pleased with the tackle that uh, Simone made, but, uh, I mean, if you're going to run with the football, expect to get hit. So, yep. to me, Simone is, is uh, synonymous with uh, Hamilton football. Tough, defensive, sound football player. I want to talk about that secondary. There were some big plays Chad Kelly was able to complete. What do you think was going on there in, in terms of not being able to limit those big plays? Well, you know, I, I think, number one, we missed uh, – uh, one player in, in the ball game, and I don't want to get into specifics about one player not being able to do a job Yes, because that's not true. But at the same time, Toronto was picking on that uh, wide side halfback position, mm-hmm. and it's a tough position to play. And, and I thought Adelike, even though I wasn't in favor of moving him there initially, uh, showed that he could play that spot and play it well. Uh, I think Lawson had a tough ball game. Uh, give him credit. He hung in there and, and did his very best. But Brissett got two touchdowns against him. So, you know, uh, that that to me was, was great game planning uh, as far as Toronto goes, uh, to go after what they saw in the secondary as maybe the weakest link. With this upcoming matchup with Calgary, you have Montreal, who's 7-7. Seven and seven. It's It's a little bit of a tough uphill battle here to host a playoff game, but is this basically a win-out scenario where Ticats basically need to try and win every single game here? Well, obviously, they've got to try to win every game. Yes. But, yeah. uh, I think the ticket right now goes through Montreal. Mm-hmm. In the last game of the season, you know, you're going to play Montreal. And I, I would expect right now that the game plan should include every week thinking in terms of Montreal because you're going to, you're going to play them back-to-back yeah. if you can get that far. You know, and and if you're lucky enough uh, to win out and Montreal falters, then you got an opportunity uh, to have a home field uh, game. But at this point, I wouldn't count on. Yes, and and I believe they have two matchups with the Ottawa Red Blacks, and that's no disrespect to them. But I mean, we've we've seen what we've seen from Ottawa this year. Now the focus is on Calgary. They come to town, which. What we thought could have been a marquee matchup in the league, it was one that was marked on the calendars at the beginning of the year when Bo Levi Mitchell came to town. Might not have the same meaning without him playing, but how do the Ticats get a victory here against the Calgary team that's it's almost a little bit similar to them throughout their story of this season? Well, their story is very similar at the quarterback position for sure. Mm-hmm. And Kerry, their running back, is an excellent uh, running back and, and can really hurt you and make the big runs against you. 
I think the matchup is very close mm -hmm. uh, in terms of offense and defense. Uh, special teams may make the difference in this ball game. And, and to go back to uh, just a little bit to the Toronto game, I thought our punter did a great job of placing the ball. Yes. He put the ball between the hash mark, uh, excuse me, between the number and the uh, out of bounds uh, time and time again, which made it very easy for that cover team. But I think the matchup with Calgary, we've always played Calgary well, uh, home and away. So I expect uh, this team will rebound from the Toronto game and play Calgary and, and win that ball game at home. Awesome. Well, Coach, as always, it's a pleasure having you on the show today. And, and we look forward to seeing you at Tim Hortons Field for that home game against the Calgary Stampeders. So thanks again, Coach Sal. Uh, you're more than welcome, Braden. Talk to you again.